You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hello and welcome. Welcome to our little slice of heaven, the cheeky podcast. Did you know, did you know that this is our 25th episode? Yes, yes it is. I cannot believe it. The time has flown by and I'm still loving it. I'm still loving sharing this space with you. Thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for spending this time with me each week. I so appreciate you for being on this IBD healing journey with me. Let's keep that journey going, shall we? This week, I'm loving our topic. It's one of my favorite IBD foodie topics. We are talking all things coconut flour. What is it? Why should you use it? How to use it? What IBD healing diets use coconut flour and the best places to get your hands on it. Now, first question, how familiar are you with coconut flour? Have you heard about it before? It's risen in popularity in recent years, especially since grain-free diets have made their way onto the gut healing stage. It often gets lumped in with almond flour, but actually it's quite different in many respects. Let's find out more about this amazing superfood flower so that if you want to, if you want to try it out on your own gut healing journey and in my opinion, your own flavorful journey, you'll be able to get started today. In fact, if you're really excited by the end of this episode, I suggest that you go ahead and download a copy of my Coconut Flower for Beginners recipe collection. It's three beginner recipes with coconut flour as the star ingredient. And I created these recipes specifically for beginners, specifically for people who are new to coconut flour. You can grab your copy of my coconut flour for beginners recipe collection by looking in the show notes. Or you can also go to karenhaley.com forward slash coconut. That's karenhaley.com forward slash coconut, K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash coconut. For all my coconut flower newbies out there, what I'd like to do is just go ahead and start at the beginning. So coconut flower, what is it? Well, coconut flower is made from the meat that's inside the coconut. When coconut milk is made, there's a natural byproduct of that production. So these are the leftover little bits of the coconut meat. And they get dried and ground, and that's what becomes coconut flour. When I recommend coconut flour to clients, I often get asked about the taste. Everyone knows that coconuts themselves 
either the shredded coconut or even coconut oil and coconut milk. It has a really distinct coconutty, for lack of a better word, taste. Some people love that taste, like me, and others, like my son, who's got a nose, like I tell him he's got a nose like a black bear when it comes to food, especially coconut, he detests it. The good news about coconut flour is that whether you like that traditional coconut flavor or not, coconut flour, it doesn't really have that strong coconut smell or taste. When you bake with coconut flour, it almost to me tastes like the Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker yellow cake mix. You know yellow cake, you know what I'm talking about. Not white cake, not lemon cake, but it's yellow. It's yellow in color. It's called yellow cake. Oh, right. Like that's got to be good for you, right? Chemicals, preservatives, added sugar. Well, this yellow cake, it's actually good for you. Coconut flour is denser than traditional flour, and it's definitely a different experience when you bake with it. It bakes really differently. It's not a one-to-one flour, so that means that you can't just take a recipe and swap out one flour for coconut flour. And we'll talk more about how you will actually do the swapping out, how you'll do that in just a bit. But for now, know that coconut flour is highly absorbent, so it increases the amount of liquid that you use when you bake with it. Coconut flour, it's highly nutritious. It's high in fiber, high in good fats, good quality fats. So those are the kind of fats that are good for your brain and good for your heart and also good for your gut. It's low in carbohydrates, it's high in protein, and it's high in minerals like manganese, selenium, iron, and potassium. It's also high in antioxidants, and I love this, it's anti-inflammatory. I love it when something that tastes so great is also great for me. Don't you love that? Besides what I just mentioned, why would you? Why would an IBD mama want to start using coconut flour? Well, for starters, coconut flour is naturally gluten and grain free. And that's music to our IBD mom ears because both gluten and grains can be challenging to digest when we have Crohn's or colitis. So it's nice to know that there is a flour that we can still use to have those baked goods that we crave and love. Coconut flour is great because you can still use it even if you're allergic or sensitive to tree nuts because coconuts are not actually considered a nut. They're a seed. I know, weird, right? But true. And even if you don't have a nut allergy, it's still a better option than almond flour because nuts and nut flours, they can be quite inflammatory. That's why with several of the gut healing diets that you might know about, you have to wait to use them until enough healing has already taken place. Coconut flour doesn't have the problem of almond flour to this extent. In fact, most nut and nut flours, they contain enzyme inhibitors that can do a number on your digestive system and your small intestine especially. If you've ever heard about, you know, soaking nuts before you eat them, this is the reason why. We have to remove as much of these inhibitors as possible before we eat them so that they don't negatively impact our digestive system. 
And when we look at other grain flours, even gluten-free flours, they also contain a compound called phytic acid. That's another gut disruptor. Phytic acid gloms onto our food to prevent our body from getting the nutritional benefit that's in that food, the nutritional benefit that we're looking for. So coconut flour, it only contains small amounts of these enzyme inhibitors. So it's much more gentle on our digestive on our digestive tract without preventing us from getting those beneficial nutrients at the same time. Coconut flour, it's probably the healthiest flour around. It actually will lower the glycemic index of any baked good that it's in. So that's awesome as well. No sugar rush. How cool is that? I use it for all of these reasons, but mostly I have to say that I use it for the taste. I love how it tastes in my baked goods. It's rich. It's almost buttery. To me, it's like this is how real baked goods should taste. So now that we know what it is, let's talk about how you're going to use it. Coconut flour, as great as it tastes and as healthy as it is, it's not like any other flour you've ever worked with. Using coconut flour, in my opinion, it takes practice because it's just so different from any of the other flours that you have used before. It's not a traditional grain flour and not even a nut flour, so you can't use it in the typical one-to-one ratio that you might be able to swap other flours out for. In fact, it's more like a one-to-one-quarter ratio. So that means that for every one cup of traditional flour that you use in a recipe, gluten-free or not, you'll use one-quarter cup of coconut flour. And because it's so absorbent, you'll also use a lot more liquid with it. So plan on about two tablespoons of liquid for every two tablespoons of coconut flour that you use. Yeah, that's a lot of liquid. And I mentioned before that coconut flour is dense. So when you're measuring it in a recipe, I highly recommend that you don't pack it down. The lighter, the better with coconut flour. Before you measure it, before you go ahead and put it in your recipe, it's a good idea to give it a quick whisk or even just fluff it with a fork. This will aerate the flour a bit and it makes it so that there's no clumps because it can get a bit clumpy when it's sitting out in the bag. Eggs. We have to talk about eggs when we talk about coconut flour and we're talking lots of eggs here. Eggs are a big part of baking with coconut flour. In most recipes, you'll use about one egg per one quarter cup of coconut flour. So just to kind of put this in perspective, as an example, in a usual recipe that doesn't have coconut flour, you might use two, three eggs max. But in a coconut flour recipe, it's not unusual to see it call for six eggs. So definitely takes a lot more eggs. The coconut flour, it just soaks those eggs right up because it's so absorbent. Now, sometimes coconut flour recipes, they'll call for just the yolk or sometimes even extra yolks. So if I'm using coconut flour and I'm making a special dessert, you know, one that I'm serving for friends or for family, and I really want it to be a moist, delicious dessert, I'll even separate my eggs out. So I'll put the yolks in one bowl and the whites in another. 
Then I'll give the yolks a quick stir and then drop them right in with the other ingredients. But with the whites, I keep them in a bowl separate. I beat those with a hand mixer until soft peaks form. And then I gently fold them into the mixed batter. It makes a super light, rich, delicious, moist dessert that everybody loves every time. Do I do that every time I bake with coconut flour? No, most of the time I just put the eggs in just as they are, but just in case it's for a special occasion, just, you know, you might wanna try that. Okay, so I do wanna mention if you're sensitive to eggs, and this is a lot of people with IBD, you might be thinking, well, I can't do coconut flour, right? Because I don't eat eggs. But know that even if you don't do eggs, no problem. You can still bake or cook with coconut flour. You just wanna use the same kind of egg substitute that you normally would use. When it comes to eggless coconut flour baking, I like to use Vital Proteins Gelatin if I'm substituting eggs. But some other substitutes you might want to think about would be agar-agar. You can also use one quarter cup of applesauce per egg. Or another thing I like to do as a substitute is one half of a ripe banana per egg. So there's some workarounds for eggs there. You don't have to worry if you don't eat eggs. You can still do coconut flour. So now that we know what it is, we know how to use it, our next question is, what can you make with it? What are you going to do with your coconut flour? Oh, so, so, so many things. My favorites. Let me tell you my favorites. I love using coconut flour for breads, biscuits, cookies, muffins, waffles, crepes, scones. My mouth is starting to water. Those are just a few of the kind of desserty foods you can make with coconut flour. But, but did you know, coconut flour can also be used as a coating if you're doing fried chicken or air fried fish fingers, things like that. So you can also use it as a coating to fry with it. And you can use it to thicken soups or stews. You know, some soups or stews, they call for regular white flour to thicken up the sauce. But coconut flour, because it's so absorbent, it works really well in that capacity. So speaking of stew, I have to tell you a little story here. My husband's family, being from the South as they are, they've passed down for generations this delicious gumbo recipe chicken and sausage gumbo and seriously delicious (laughs) this recipe is outstanding so although my hubby used to make it for me before we were married he would never share the recipe with me I guess it was kind of like my family being Italian my grandmother had her secret sauce her secret Italian sauce recipe and she wasn't sharing that for anything in the world so I guess this is their family's equivalent of that but finally finally on our wedding day at the reception I was deemed worthy of the gumbo recipe and it got passed down to me. So I guess I was finally then in the gumbo club in their southern gumbo club so to speak. Well, of course, this recipe has a roux, a roux that you stir constantly, never stopping for 30 minutes. It's a 30-minute roux. It's the whole basis for the gumbo. And if you don't have a good roux, trust me, the gumbo, it will fall flat. 
And just in case you've never cooked with a roux before, and I never had, I had never even heard of a roux before I met my southern hubby, a roux is this paste. And I'm sure that every chef that's listening to this is cringing with that word paste. I'm definitely not a chef, but that's what it looks like to me. So it's this paste, this thick paste that you make with the meat drippings and oil and flour. And the roux thickens the gumbo. And if you stir it just right for exactly 30 minutes and you drink a beer while you're doing it, or at least that's what my hubby's family says you have to do, it also gives the gumbo its rich golden brown color. So once I started SCD, I figured that I had seen my last days of this amazing gumbo until one fateful day when my hub said to me, I'd really like you to be able to eat the gumbo. What do you say we try making a coconut flour roux? And wouldn't you know it? Or of course, this story would have a terrible ending. Wouldn't you know it? The coconut flour worked beautifully. The roux was thick and golden brown. So ever since the coconut flour roux, it's been our go-to for gumbo night. Bottom line here, coconut flour, it's super versatile. It's not just for baked goods. Oh, definitely not. Soups and stews and gravies too. Oh, fantastic for coconut flour. I should also mention that it works great as a it works great as a combination flour too. So what I mean by that is you can blend it with other flours. So it's not uncommon to see a recipe that has coconut flour in it that also has almond flour because it can be blended with that. It also can be blended with traditional flours or gluten-free flours too. So it works that way as well. If you've never used coconut flour before, I know that this is a wealth of information and you will need it you'll need this information if you want to branch off into the wilds of experimenting with coconut flour but truth be told it's tricky it's tricky it's a tricky one so if you're ready to give it a go but you've never tried it before i want you to do yourself a favor pick a tried and true coconut flour recipe and there's a lot of them out there i have to give a plug i have to give a plug for my favorite coconut flour recipes that are in a cookbook called the healthy coconut flour cookbook yeah I think that's what it's called you can find it on Amazon it's by Erica Kerwin and I highly recommend this cookbook especially especially her waffles and also her popovers Ooh, yum delish I'll link to her book in the show notes And of course, of course, you also have my coconut flour beginners collection recipes to get you started there as well. I think that those are great recipes if you're just starting out, you're experimenting, and if you decide that you love it, if you decide you really like coconut flour, then go ahead and do yourself a favor and grab a copy of Erica's cookbook. Hopefully between these recipes in the cookbook, my recipes, It will just give you that little nudge to get you started in the coconut flour direction. Of course, the internet is also full of fabulous coconut flour recipes. You can look there too. So any way you decide to go, you've got to just start using this. You just have to start using this wonderful flour. You're not going to regret it. All right, let's move on to gut healing diets. What diets do we see this flour used in most? In case you're kind of thinking about... Would it fit my diet or 
what are the diets that have this? Maybe I want to try one of those diets. So it fits wonderfully for all of the grain-free diets, the specific carbohydrate diet, GAPS, paleo, keto. Of course, you can use coconut flour on any diet, even the gluten-free diets, but those are the diets that talk about coconut flour specifically. So I just wanted to mention those. Now, I want to mention just a couple notes of caution before I send you into the wilds of coconut flour. I want to mention just a couple things before you start using it. Number one, I don't recommend coconut flour for anyone who is new to a gut healing diet, like the specific carbohydrate diet or GAPS. It's best to wait until your symptoms clear up before you get started with any type of flour at all. Even though it, coconut flour, it isn't as inflammatory as a flour like almond flour, there still is a mild amount of those digestive inhibitors. Plus, you want this to be a small part of your diet, not the whole enchilada. So use the broth in the beginning, the vegetables in the beginning, and all of those other gut healing foods first before you get started with this. But if you're just dipping a toe in, if you're just hearing this and you're thinking about trying something to help your gut struggles and coconut flour is calling to you, or if you're ready for a whole foods approach or a gluten-free approach to, your, to help your Crohn's or colitis, then, or let me mention one more caveat, or if you're in remission, then, then give it a go. Go for it. Go for it with gusto with coconut flour because then it's a really good time to start it. Try with just a few different recipes. See what you think. Make the ones that are the tried and true recipes, but go for it. Go ahead and go for it. Also, you can overdo it, just like with almond flour. You can overdo coconut flour. You don't want the majority of the things you're eating to be from coconut flour, right? Cakes, muffins, biscuits, cookies. You don't want the majority of your food to be that. This is a treat. It's a treat no matter which flour you choose. Now, I also want to mention that there's two cases, two cases where I see coconut flour not going over so well with IBD moms. Number one, number one is with people who have active gallbladder challenges. Coconut flour, it, like I mentioned, it's high in fat. It's good fat, but it's high in fat. Add the, those eggs in that are in typically in the recipes and you've just added in more fat. Like I said, good fat, but more fat, more fat. In the gallbladder, it doesn't care. It doesn't distinguish between the good fat and the bad fat. So if your gallbladder is not functioning properly, you're having gallbladder attacks, coconut flour may not be the flour for you. And there's one more case. The other case where coconut flour might not be advised for you is if you're sensitive to salicylates. So these are naturally occurring chemicals that are in plants. And if you have this sensitivity and you're eating foods like coconut flour, you might have headaches, rashes, even hyperactivity. So if that's the case and you're sensitive to salicylates, then please stay away from coconut flour until that eases up for you. But let's just say, let's go with the assumption that you have no problems with coconut flour. You're in the right place. You're in that place on your gut healing journey. You're ready to try it and you're ready to dive in. All right, you're ready to buy. Let me help you get started with that as well. 
if you just want to check out one or two recipes maybe don't bother with the large bags or the bulk coconut flour that you can buy online just go to your regular grocery store your local grocery store because most sell it now it might be in the health food section they definitely have it or the gluten-free section of course they'll have it at your local health food store as well and just buy yourself a bag of bob's red mill or arrowhead those are great and they'll do until you decide whether you like it or not once you decide that you like it and i hope you do that's when you can buy it in larger quantities these you can order online I really like a company called nuts.com. I'll link to them in the show notes. Nuts.com, they sell organic coconut flour in bulk. So, and they sell at a pretty good price. So that's one option. And another one that I really like is Tropical Traditions. They also sell organic coconut flour. It's really high quality. I'll link to Tropical Traditions in the show notes in case you wanna check out their options for coconut flour as well. Okay. Okay, Mama, today we answered several common questions about coconut flour to make sure that you're ready to get started today, even if you want to get started today. We talked about what it is. We talked about why to use it, how to use it. We talked about gut healing diets and which ones tend to use coconut flour more than others. I also gave you a few cautionary ideas to just keep in mind if you're thinking about coconut flour and lastly we talked about where to buy it when you're ready to get started so I have a question for you are you ready are you ready to get started did this excite you did this pique your interest with coconut flour I hope it did as always I'm here if you have any questions at all about coconut flour Remember, there is that coconut flour, the beginner's guide recipe collection. It is in the show notes, or you can go to karenhaley.com forward slash coconut to check it out. Coconut flour is different and it can be a challenge in the beginning, but stick with it though. Use the resources that I gave you today. It is worth it. It's so worth it. It's worth it for your time. It's worth it for your nutrition. And my favorite, it's worth it for your taste buds. So happy coconut flour baking and cooking, my friend. And until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD healing journey. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, 
go to my website. It's KarenHaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online, so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jammy or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at KarenHaley.com. Click on the Work With Me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.